You're listening to the Winged Octopus Podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape. What's up and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus. We are shorthanded tonight. This is Tyler here alongside Greg Tess and Ryan aren't going to join us this week. They'll probably be back next week. Greg, how you doing in Michigan? Oh, you know, it's snowing again after it was nice and 60 at one point uh, last week and the Red Wings are losing, but other than that, I'm great, I guess. Okay, I, first of all, I don't want to hear you crying about that because I just had to endure the Red Wings losing in overtime in Boston the other night. And we had two Nor'easters. Now we're getting another one on Sunday. So I really don't want to hear your uh, complaining, Greg, eh. with all due respect. You can move to Michigan. <laughs> so anyways, the Red Wings have lost four games in a row. They lost to Boston the other night with me in attendance in overtime. Anthony Mantha had a good night. And, uh, you know, they're losing right now to the Vegas Golden Knights. We are recording here on the 8th of March. So anyways, Greg, if you want to shout out our sponsor, we'll get right into it here. Yeah, as you all pretty much know, our sponsor is the one and only Howie's Hockey Tape. Uh, Howie's makes stuff for the locker room. They make laces. They make tape. They make sick wax. Anything you need, Howie's basically has. Uh, check them out at Howie'sHockeyTape.com and use the promo code WINGEDO on your purchase to receive 10% off. Support Michigan-made products and buy Howie's. Absolutely. They have great stuff. Guys, check them out. Tell them uh, we sent you and... Also, like like Greg said, use the uh, promo code and uh, help out the Michigan uh, company there. Yep. So today we've got a few topics to get through. We're going to talk. What I want to start with first is Peter Mrazek. Now, we all knew that Peter Mrazek's trade had some conditional picks to it. And the condition was that the first condition was what? That he won five games in regular season. So he had to win five games in regular season, and the Flyers had to make it to the playoffs. So he won his first three, but since then, I believe he's dropped three or four in a row and has not looked great. Have you kept up with the Mrazic train lately? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have friends that are Flyers fans. Um, you know, obviously, I'm on Twitter, so everyone's out talking about that and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I've caught, I've kept up with it. And actually, I watched the Flyers-Penguins last night. I, I, I thought, you know, a lot of the same problems that, that he dealt with in Detroit, he's dealing with in Philadelphia. He's too aggressive. His angles aren't always the greatest. And I just think he's he's a prospect that's probably going to turn into nothing, and that's unfortunate. And I think his attitude on top of it all doesn't help matters. So, I mean, hopefully for our sake, he can get to that fifth win and the Flyers can make the playoffs. Uh, the Flyers have some woes right now. Their defense doesn't look too good. And from what I've heard from people that, uh, you know, they want Radko Gudis out of the lineup just as bad as everybody else wants him out of the lineup that they're playing against. So, um, yeah, I mean – I think he'll get to that fifth win, but I like you said, we we talked about this before. He may end up in Russia or or overseas at some point because I just don't know that he's an NHL goalie, and I hate to say that, but yeah, I I agree. I mean, we don't want Rad Kogutis in the NHL, but it's Mrazek, and it's the same problems he had here. It's inconsistency in goal, and you uh, cool. He won three games for you, and you were super pumped. And everyone on Twitter was yelling, "Oh, Detroit lost the trade. Could use Mrazek because Howard wasn't doing so hot." But I mean, look at Mrazek now. It's the same inconsistent goaltending, though. Um, 
some of the people on Twitter pointed out that the the flyer Twitter fan base is much nicer to Mrazek after losing than our fan base would have been. But it's it's the same Mrazek. He didn't go to Philly and become magically amazing. That was never going to happen, and it didn't happen. Nope. No, he is what he is. I mean, you know, he, he is still young, so I guess he could get better at some point. But there's going to be a point in time where he just, you know, it, you know, he's not getting any better. He probably knows he's not getting any better. And if he wants to get paid, he's going to go to the KHL and get paid because they can afford to pay him. Yeah, they'll just, I mean, but we saw today that the KHL is completely rigged. So it's Putin's, Putin's favorite team will always win. And that's what's going to happen. But from Mrazek, we'll go to our new backup goalie, which is Jared Coro who once again got lit up in Boston like he got lit up in Boston last time, prompting a poll for Jimmy Howard. You were there. Uh, what did you see in Jared Coro? Um, Jared Coro is exactly what we thought he was. Uh, he's a good AHL goalie. He's It doesn't translate to the NHL level. That's the third time I've seen him be pulled uh, against Boston. There was one time he was pulled last year. Um, actually, no, I, I rewinded back. So in February, when I was there with my dad, or was it January? I don't remember. Anyways, he was pulled against Boston and we came back and won because I believe Barazic or was it Howard? I don't remember, but he got pulled. They won that game. And then there was a game where they called up Robbie Russo in Boston and he got pulled in that game too. And that was a game they lost like six to one. And then he gets pulled again the other night. Like Jared Coro, as much as I, you know, thought that, you know, the size would be okay. No, it's just, it's not going to work out for him at the NHL level. And that's unfortunate because, you know, at, at one point he was, he looked at as a guy that could be a serviceable backup. Well, we're learning that that is not going to be the case, which is unfortunate for his case. Yeah, he's got the Ben Bishop size, but none of the Ben Bishop skill. And that's the big problem. He's not mobile. He's just big. And you can't be just big or else he would sit a fat guy in front of the net and hope he blocks all the shots. It's sad, too, because, sure, use him as a backup and he'll only have to play maybe one more game or two more games the rest of the season. But we already know that those are games he's most likely going to lose he looked good for like four of his NHL career games. The rest of them, it's, it's bad. And the, you know, the experiments over, he'll be an AHL goalie forever. We'll find a new backup in the off season. And that's, that's where it's going to go. But I don't think the Red Wings can afford to play Jared Coro at all next season. Yeah. Well, he's going to end up in the KHL. Cause like I said, you can make more money overseas or, you know, even in the Swedish elite league or whatever, um, that's unfortunate. He now has a 10.43 uh, goals against average. <laughs> that's great. It's in a, one game and a 750 think, save percentage. I think that number is supposed to be for, for goals against you want a, a lower number, the, the lower the number, the yeah, better. I believe that would be the case. So <laughs> not good for Jared Coro uh, and not good for his case because these are supposed to be games. And here's the other thing. I, I bitched and moaned and complained uh, about him not getting ice time and him not getting out there. That's why he doesn't get out there. It's like a high school coach when, you know, you're not playing well or, or you know, you, when you finally do get out there, you shit the bed. That's why you don't play. That's why you don't get in the net. 
Jared, because yeah. you are not good. You're not good enough. Yeah, absolutely. He's. I like, mean, that's what it comes down to. This once once Mrazek was gone, I I took it as kind of a prove it period for Jared Coro. You won the Calder Cup. You were good enough to do that. You've been playing great in Grand Rapids. Now come to Detroit and show us what you can do. And he came to Detroit and showed us he can do what he did last time he was here, which is be a very, very mediocre goaltender at the NHL level. And people online are saying on Twitter are saying, well, it's just one bad showing, but it's one bad showing after like seven bad showings last season. And that's not something if Howard and you know, Howard's got a glass groin. If Howard goes down again and you need him for 10 games, 11 games, he's not the kind of goalie that's even going to win you half of those games. So it's like the Coro experiment is over. We need to look for a backup this off season. He can stay in the AHL. He can go overseas, but he's not going to play for the Red Wings. I don't think anymore. No, I don't. I don't think so either. You'll see him, uh, you know, playing NHL uh, 18, 19, whatever, and he'll be in, in one of the Swedish leagues, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that guy." Kind of like um, uh, Fabian Brunstrom or Damian Bruner or any of those guys. Jan Mersak. Jan Mersak. Yeah, you've seen him in the Olympics this year, uh, breaking the hearts of Team USA. But yeah. I mean, like I said, he's just not an NHL goalie, and that's fine. You know, there's a lot of players that uh, that don't uh, cut it in the NHL. But you know what? He's going to make money, so it's, it is what it is. He's a professional hockey player. Yeah, Apparently. let him go. Let him go play where he'll get paid, but it's not going to be here. So something else that happened in the Boston game was the horrible hit, and I say horrible lightly. The hit on Franz Nielsen that caused him what we all assume is a concussion, which would keep him out for the next two or more games, and got David Backus suspended for three. But I think what pisses me off the most about it is the blinders that the Boston fans are putting on. The Boston fans are all over saying he didn't hit him in the head. It was unintentional. There was no head contact. There's no way Backus deserves a three-game suspension, which I agree maybe three was a little too much. And what they keep going back to is, how oh, come Patrick Hornquist wasn't suspended? If Patrick Hornquist didn't get suspended, then Backus shouldn't get suspended. But that's not how it works. He hurt a player. He hit him late when he didn't have the puck. And he he's out. The, the player is injured. Nielsen is not coming back. So it's... The suspension is justified, and just because one hit to the head didn't get punished doesn't mean that that hit to the head shouldn't be punished. Yeah, well, I mean, it's consistency, right? I mean, the NHL needs to start sending messages that they're going to be more consistent, and uh, until they do that, you know, everyone's going to bitch and complain about everything. Here's my issue with it. I don't think the hit was that bad. I think that uh, you know, he probably deserved one game. I mean, Backus isn't this dirty player. You know, he no. does play on the edge, but he's got a he clean record. Doesn't, he doesn't really uh, cross over it ever, if if anything. Um, he's not, like I said, you know, he, he doesn't have a record or anything like that. So, I mean, giving him a one-game suspension and, uh, you know, just um, basically sending him the message that uh, you can't do that. It wasn't that bad, but, you know, exactly. we're, we're going to slap you on the wrist a little bit. 
give him yeah. a little suspension and give him a little fine, and that's the end of it right there. I just think that the NHL needs to figure out what's going to be a, a, a hit to the head and what's not going to be a hit to the head. As Vegas scores to make it 2 nothing, as the Red Wings just had one of the worst line changes I've ever seen, <laughs> and it's 2 nothing Vegas. So that's yes. what's going on in that game. So the other the other big thing I I took away from it was that I think the Boston Globe I think it was the Boston Globe sports writer uh put out an article saying it's hits like the Bacchus hit that are making uh that go punished that make this a weak league. And my response to that is Nielsen has a concussion. How does that make this a weak league? How does punishing someone for giving someone a concussion make this a weak league? Look at Johan Franzen, whose quality of life is is low right now because of his concussion. You can't say, well, players should just get hurt and deal with it. Like, that's not a correct response. Well, people around me, because, you know, obviously I was there in attendance. I mean, I've seen the hit in person. But I'm not going to lie to you. I was, you know, I was drinking some beer. So, like, you know, I had some in me. But I, I was fine enough to know that that wasn't that bad of a hit. And there were fans around me that say that shouldn't have been a penalty. And the reason it was a penalty is because Nielsen was hurt. I don't think if 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 Nielsen goes down and comes gets up a little bit and he's fine, there's no penalty on the play, I don't think. And I, I think it, that there's, it was very late. It was late, but but defined late because late for is different on every play because – I mean, I'd have to go back and look at it in detail. As I did, I did watch the NHL player safety thing of it. But I just, I don't know. I think it was a little bit of a, what was it, like a forearm to the head? And I don't think it was intentional. So, like I said, one game would have been fine. And, uh, you know, I think the NHL blew it a little bit there. It it looked like a shoulder to the chin is what it really looked like. Because once he got hit... Once he got hit in the chin, his head whipped around and he just went down. Yeah, so I think it's... I think more of it was was because of that than the actual the, you know the actual contact. I think yeah. it was it was more the whip effect that that probably gave him the concussion or whatever now, they're calling it. Yeah, it's right now it's upper body injury, I believe. But he he left the game and didn't come back. It's it didn't look good. I've saw a couple replays from a few different angles. It didn't look good. It was definitely late. He deserved like one game, but I, three was a little much. And if you're gonna call one, you've got to call it evenly. But as I've said before, I mean the Penguins are Batman's baby team, so he'll never punish anyone from that team. Yeah, we'll see about that. I mean, you know, they've they've done some borderline things that I haven't gotten called, but you know, as time goes on here. There is going to be another golden child. I mean, the Penguins have won three Stanley Cups with Sidney Crosby. I mean, there's going to be a point in time where someone else comes in. Maybe it's Connor McDavid, and, and you know, he starts to get the calls. Um, so I, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. So the Nielsen hit leads to a call-up of uh, Evgeny Svechnikov, who we've been waiting for a while to get called up. He was called up a couple games last season. I was at the game where he scored the shootout winner. That was really good. And Svech has had a semi-rough season in the Griffins. Uh, He had a pretty rough first half of the season where he only scored two goals in a little over 20 games, I believe. But this season, he's got seven goals, 15 assists, 22 points in 52 games. So he's brought it on a little bit as of late. 
after he was going to make the Red Wings out of camp, but he had that injury that set him back. And he's just been, according to all the coaches, just been really hard on himself because he wants to be in Detroit, but he knows he had a slower start than he should have. What's your uh, what's your thoughts about Svechnikov? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I like Svechnikov. I, I like, you know, his game. I haven't seen a whole lot of him. I mean, other than like the world juniors. And then I seen a little bit of him with the Griffins. And then I, like I said, I seen some, um, some uh, preseason hockey and he, he's been there a few times when I've been in attendance. So I do like his game. And then, you know, obviously the, the few, how many games did he play last year? In Grand Rapids? No, in, oh, Detroit. in Detroit, in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, three. Okay, so I did see all three of those games. I did like his game. Um, I thought, you know, he needed to get a little bit stronger. I think he's done that. But, I mean, the usage is what drives me insane. I mean, we're seven minutes left in this period, and he's played four minutes and 47 seconds. The the second last on the team to Luke Witkowski. Like, if you're going to bring the kid up, let the fucking kid play. Yep. You, and, you're trying to figure out, like they said, the season is gone. The Red Wings aren't making the playoffs. You're trying to see what he can do for next season. Don't tell them that. Don't tell yeah. them that. Don't you're trying to see that. what he can do for next season, but if you don't let him play at all, how are you going to evaluate him? He should be playing. You should put him, play him some shifts on the top line with Zetterberg, play him some shifts on the second line, let him, let him get some play with each line, see what he can do with different people. At this point, you should just be experimenting. You can fall into the bottom three and and get yourself a better look at, at the lottery and just go ahead and go go full force. Let let him play in a few different lines. See what the kid can do because he's shown talent in the juniors. He's shown uh, a portion of talent in the AHL. And if you want to get a true test of what he can do at the NHL level, play him in different situations. Don't just give him pity minutes. I'll tell you what, Jeff Blaschel might be one of the biggest liars in all of sports and especially in, in the Red Wing organization's history. This guy lies through his teeth. You know, he he sits there and tells you last year that, or no, two years ago, that the team was going to make the playoffs. And if they were going to do so, they were going to play the kids. They didn't play the kids a lot. So, yep. you know, so they end up, uh, you know, making the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. And then last year, and they, they ended up playing, you know, Richards and they played all these old guys and while Athens U and Larkin and, and Mantha all sit by the wayside. Actually they sent Mantha down at that point. Yep. Yep. This Holy guy shit. lies about everything. I forgot that we had Brad Richards. Brad Richards for <laughs> one year. I actually didn't mind the guy, but he was done. And here's the thing. So you know he does that and then so then why are you gonna pretend to say Oh, yeah, he's going to get a lot of minutes. Or he didn't say that, but he said he's here to stay. If he's here to stay, I better hope he's playing some games. Maybe it's just because of the travel or whatever. Maybe I'll give him a little bit of an excuse for tonight's game. Maybe not 100% with the system. But he better start – if he's going to be up here, he better play. Otherwise, you better send him back down because there's no point of having him up here and having him just watch. That doesn't do any good other than, you know, learning the system and everything. You can do that over FaceTime, please. Yeah. Yeah, and they said that he he'll stay up through the, through Nielsen coming back. That's all well and good, but if they're going to sit him on the bench when Nielsen comes back, then I don't. No, Greg Krupa said he's here for the rest of the year. That's yeah, that's so what I've seen. He can be here for the rest of the year, but they don't have to play him. Witkowski's been here the whole year, and he sits out games. Yeah, like, Witkowski's another problem that I have with this team. 
you 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 are are trying to evaluate what you have from within. Although here's the thing with them. They don't know what they want. They want to play no. the kids, but they also want to make the playoffs. You're not making the playoffs. And even if you did play your older guys, they're not good enough anymore to make the no. playoffs. They're not no. good enough anymore. Not with this coach anyways. Yeah, and look how he lied about Athanasiu. They To get him to sign again, they promised him high minutes, and they promised him top six like pairings and everything like that, top six line. And he, I mean, he's third or fourth line every night. He didn't He's start getting six minutes tonight. He does didn't start getting bigger minutes until over halfway through the season. So it's it's because he goes cold and they think, well, he's not scoring every game, so he might as well lower his minutes. And that doesn't help at all. It Blash will be gone, hopefully. Holland will be gone, and we'll get a coach who can actually play kids and learn how to develop a system. But with Svechnikov, I really hope that once Nielsen comes back they continue to play him sit Witkowski and sit Booth and just play play him and they don't have to they didn't burn one of their call-ups because they used an emergency on him so they can still call up to well one more person they'll save a call up for a goalie but they can still call up one more player and though I wish they would get a look at Fronic before the season ends yeah I think they will you know barring an injury I think there will be a there will be. I don't know if you'll see Heronic. You might see Hicketts. You might see. Um, you might see. Sorry, RV. I, although I guess. It, I guess if there is one, one or two guys you would see, it would be Hicketts or Heronic. Yeah. Uh, because those guys have been there as uh, longest. Um. I don't know. They're they're just in a situation where they don't know what they want, and I think they need to bring somebody in that knows, takes an approach, and just says, "Hey, look, we're doing this, or we're gonna do this." I mean, everyone says they need to rebuild, right? Yeah. And, and they do. They do. Yep. Make no mistake, they do. But what if what if a new GM comes in and they trade some of the dead weight and end up going and trading for Eric Carlson, and then they end up drafting a bunch of kids and they let all these kids play along with Eric Carlson? I have no problem with that, honestly. No. Now, I'm not saying that that's what they're going to do. I'm just that saying way. if you want to think outside the box, that's fine. Now, you do that, then you better sign John Carlson too because I'd be into that as well. But – I, you know, I think they just need to rebuild and let the kids play. I don't, I, I don't know what they're doing right now, and it's frustrating as a fan. What we're talking now are dream scenarios. Yes. It, the if Holland goes, then everything that you've seen on Twitter from the beat writers is out the window. What Khan said, and God, this makes me angry. What Ansar Khan said, who is basically the mouthpiece for Ken Holland, is what yeah, he's, he's a fraud. Is that no, there will be no blue line changes unless a kid oh, can yeah. beat out Nick Jensen in training camp. He says they're not buying out Erickson. Cronwall feel Cronwall can still move, so he's not retiring, and that they're not going to do it. They'll just resign Mike Green. So there's going to be no changes on the blue line unless someone can beat out Jensen. Then you know Holland has to be fired. Yeah, I don't buy that. I talked to a certain person and I can't say on air because that's not what the person wanted me to say. So I can't do so. But he thinks that Ken Holland could possibly be out at the end of the year as well. So, um, And I'm not going to say anything more than that. 
No, based on what but, Chris Illich yeah. has said at spring training for the Tigers, he will not comment on Ken Holland's status. And to me, him not commenting on Ken's ho- Ken Holland's status tells me that Ken Holland is gone. Because if yeah. he wanted to keep him, he would say something to the effect of, we love Ken Holland in Detroit. He's been great for us for so many years. We'll, we'll see what next season has in store. Instead, he said, there's no comment. We're here to talk about baseball. So that, that to me, sounds like Holland is gone. They can't be proud of this. They can't no. be proud of this. God, no. no way. And someone suggested the other day on Twitter that, that I'm not going to be a Red Wings fan anymore because, you know, the, the, the Illiches don't care about the team anymore and they're all money hungry. And How do they know? Doesn't care about sports. Here, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I'm not going to say a word. But I think – Nobody's going to spend a lot of money on a brand new arena no. to see their team be mediocre. Yep. I mean, I, they, I they want to fill the seats. Make no mistake. They want to fill the seats, but they want to be a winning team too. You don't think Chris Illich wants to say he's hoisting a Stanley Cup or he gets to live on the legacy of his father and say, look, I got to bring a championship to Detroit as well. Another one, yeah. Of course, of course he wants to do that. He wants to bring a World Series to Detroit too. He, yeah, loves, I, he loves the city. I mean, there's no way that someone's going to put all the money that they did into a brand new arena, um, into a brand new practice facility, into all this uh, just to see the team suck. No, no, he no. can't be happy with this. No way. No, uh, and that's – he – and he will not say anything until probably locker room clean out day. He'll have his, his comments, but I, there's no way he's happy with this team. And no he knows a fan like Craig Custon said today in an article on the athletic. And if you haven't subscribed to the athletic, you really need to um, amazing site, quality content. But he said today that the fans are restless and the fans want a management change and there's no, I mean, basically from, from everything that I've read from all the beat writers besides Khan and, and Helene, cause you know, but they've said that Detroit needs to make a management change because it's not working. So we'll see what happens. Well, I hate to bring, I, I hate to give people shout outs on, um, three, nothing on, on this here. Yeah, three, nothing. Yeah. So Red Wings diehards on Twitter. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the guy. There's some of the stuff I agree with and some of the stuff I don't agree with. Um, I believe he does a Red Wings podcast as well. But he had a pretty good tweet the other day. The Red Wings are old. The Red Wings are poorly coached. The Red Wings are 25 and 34 in the playoffs since 2009. 61% of our salary cap is used on players over 30. What we've been doing for the past nearly 10 years has not worked. It's time to get younger. It's time to rebuild. So here's my thing to that. I, I like just about everything he said about that. We are rebuilding, and but we're just not taking the right approach to letting all the kids play. Instead, we have Zetterberg and Abdelkader and Nielsen and X player and this person and that person uh, taking over the spots that should be Svechnikov, that should be Rasmussen, that should be Chalowski, that should be Hironic, that should be Hickett, Sarvi, all those guys should be getting an opportunity. Instead, we have trash covering what could potentially be, um, you know, good to great players. Yeah, I think 
it's it's blocking advancement and they always talk about the log jam in the oh, nhl and the log jam in our development and the problem is is that you create that log jam yourself and you do nothing to alleviate it by signing people to terrible contracts i don't mind keeping zetterberg he's been with the team forever he's the captain let him play out the last two years of his career and retire but i have a problem keeping someone like cronwall who literally at the end of last season could not skate who had to have Dan Cleary style either injections or knee surgery. You don't like he should retire at that point. He should take it upon himself to know he's hurting the team and retire. Why you spend money and, and it's not even spend money. It was a while ago, but keep Jonathan Erickson. You could have bought him out last season. Why are you doing all, and it's all loyalty and we know why. So it's going to be talked about over and over and over again, but it's the same shit, different day for the Red Wings. And it'll be that way until they change management. Yeah, well, I, I hate to say it. And, and you know, the fans start to see this now. It's not before. Before, you know, we were getting old and fans were just like, yeah, no, we'll be good next year. We'll be fine next year. There's almost like the fans have no hope at all. Like, and no. th- 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 this is starting to get a little bit ridiculous. And I do think that, Chris Illich and all the Illiches um, and, and, you know, management and all those people, they do see what the fans say. I mean, the arena, yes, it, you know, it's, it's almost full now. There are empty seats, but, you know, for the majority, there are, they are sold for the most part. Yeah, it's corporate so, seats. Yeah, it's corporate bullshit. That's, you know, that's, that's what happens when you go into a new building. But if that team was good and that team was alive, those corporate seats would be sold. The team, the, the LCA would be bumping. This team, this fan base loves this team. Like yeah. People don't understand that. This fan base loves this team still, even yeah. though they're not what they were a few years ago or five, ten years ago. The fan base still loves the team. They're still singing Journey. They're still singing Please Tell Me Why. They're singing all these things still at LCA. And it's half full. Imagine what that thing would sound like if it was 100% full like Joe Louis yep. Arena once was. It is meant to be the loudest arena the way that it's built, but it's not going to be loud if you can't fill it with people and have a good team. There's no reason to scream at bad teams. I don't want to hear a, a crowd full of boos in the in the hockey league's loudest arena. So it's, like you said, it's getting more full. There's less empty seats. I I went They're to the game against Chicago. Probably lowered the price, no? Uh, what they're giving you the opportunity in game to upgrade and move down for like twenty bucks. Yeah, so. but I, I think they've lowered the price like on game day tickets as well. Yeah, no? game day ticket prices are are lowered. Yeah, um, good. But they never should have. They never should have thought the people in Michigan were going to spend a lot of money, or not a lot of money, but you know, a lot of money on a team that's just not very good. Yeah. It, so. and, and maybe next year we'll, we'll learn, we'll learn with new management. We'll learn with a slightly younger team, hopefully, but uh, you, you don't know until it happens. And that's the hard thing right now, but uh, you know, they just don't know what they want. And until they know what they want, I mean, that we're just going to be stuck where we are like Carolina, like Ottawa, like, a bunch of teams in hockey purgatory, which is the worst place possible because they're not bad enough to be the worst team in the NHL and they're not good enough to make the playoffs. And they're certainly not a Stanley cup contender. No. Those years are long gone. I know that our, our podcast has been mostly bleak and gloom and doom, but the upside, I guess, to all of this is that we do have 
a crap ton of picks in yep. this year's draft and we can get some talent because it's pretty deep with valuable defensemen. So I, I think we'll going into the draft, if we can get rid of Ken Holland and get a competent GM in here that can have a, a stellar draft, then I, I think going into next year, I'll feel pretty good. Well, it's just, it's just a matter of, of finding the right person to replace him because you don't want to just go down the same road that you're doing and loyalty. But I guess if a new GM comes in, there is no loyalty. Yep. Um, so, Everything's out the window. Which is a good thing. Unless yep. unless the, the demand for Eric's in the play is the Illich's, and then that's where you have a major, major, major problem. I think we're going to wrap it up here, Tyler. Let's get your uh, final thoughts, and you can take us out. Yeah, I don't have anything other than the Red Wings. I guess, you know, everyone says tank for Rasmus Dahlin. Um, And I was called out the other day because I said that at the beginning of the year. And now I'm just like, well, I'm not going to root for a team to lose. Well, they're losing. And if they do lose, they lose. But I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, let's go Vegas. I want them to beat the Red Wings. No, I'm I'm watching my team. I'm not going to waste my time hoping they lose. If they lose, they lose. And you know what? They're losing again tonight, 4 nothing to Vegas. So, they're going to get a high draft pick either way. They're going to probably have this thing turned around in three or four years. I think we're just making mountain uh, mountains out of molehills like we always do. Uh, Greg, shout out your Twitter handle, please. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Bringing the Wing. You can follow me on Twitter at Ghost of Datsuk. You can also follow the Winged Octopus on Twitter at Winged Octopus. You can like us on Facebook and also follow us on Instagram um that's really all i have wings are trailing the vegas golden knights four to nothing after two periods so there's really no reason to watch other than hoping svechnikov gets more ice time other than that stay classy hockey town we'll be back next week go wings that's a wrap on this episode of winged octopus make sure to give us a follow on twitter instagram and snapchat as well as like us on facebook you can also find our podcasts on itunes google play and podbean We thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night. Stay classy, Hockey Town.